the FCF fucking L podcast. Yeah. This is where I'm supposed to come in and talk my shit. Hey, your players suck. I'm going to win. FC fucking hell. Yeah, 10, I gotta rap again for you fucks. Nice nah, a pleasure, like how Chris feels after hitting huge blunts. Holy Dixon had Batman, my players do suck. Still, I try to draft hidden gems like a food truck. Now, let me spark one for the commission, cause Mark 1 is a bitch, I did it win. Still got big dick and sharp tongue, gotta be smart when you pick who to start, son. You'll end up with a team that sucks, dick balls to tip and farts come. It's the FCFL, the league's a decade old. We just a bunch of guys who act like we a decade old. My best finish is third, this league will wreck your soul. And if your team sucks, this the podcast that lets you know. Whips the FCFL, and we now in double digits. Could've picked two better guys to come and cover this shit. And let me say what I should've said first and mean it. Adam and Chris, you look like Fred Durst and Jesus. Adam talk. Off-season review. Week oh, one. Boy. Preview. And we got a hurricane coming in. Yeah, dude. Right now it's happening. A big, big, big hurricane. Well, it's an almost hurricane now. Now it's like a tropical storm. Did it get downgraded to a trop storm? Yeah, but it's like the worst kind, and it's only off by like 5, 10 miles. So I guess that's not much of a difference, but it does make a difference. But not really. We are celebrating 10 years. Wow. Of FCFL. Hey, that's a familiar looking microphone, by the way. Yes. Yeah, I got the AT. Is that my old one? 20. Oh, yeah, this is it. It's great. Nice. AT2020. Yeah. Um, it's good for the desk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, how are you holding up? Do you got all your supplies? No, I'm going to get snacks after this because I think I'm going to have time. I got some rice cakes on the way home. In addition to a shit ton of uh, donuts and the water I bought, Mm -hmm. bought some water and got some protein bars. Yeah, that's essential. Quest protein bars. I heard I heard the grocery stores were crazy yesterday. I don't know. This morning there there was no one. Yeah, because I think everybody went yesterday. So it's smarter to just be, you know, procrastinating. My dogs are going crazy. Why? Because of the storm? I don't know. Oh. Well, good thing know. there's there's music to cover that up. Anyways, um, we, we should give a PSA. Regarding? If we suddenly blank out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think we will. I think we're going to okay. be okay. All right. We should be. Um, we're, talk- we're talking power situation. Not power rankings. Yeah. Not not power rankings. No. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, man. Decade. Here we are coming back preseason. I'm happy to be doing this again. Uh, I think another step forward for a lot of teams. Some teams are switching up. So the guard is changing, but not so much. How much of a narrative do you think COVID's going to be this season? Um, I think much less. I think much I less hope. because the majority of the NFL is going to be vaxxed. They'll probably end up getting boosters. Mm. Uh, most of the players are playing this year. I haven't heard of really any like pop big players being like they're not playing. Well, because there's no opt-out clause as far as I'm concerned. 
Yes, but they could still sit out the season. Yeah, but they can't get paid. That's past. Correct. Right. Sure. If you were that afraid, you would give up your paycheck. I don't think they're afraid of getting it. I don't. I think they're more um, reluctant to get the vaccine if forced. That's why they'd sit out. Sure, sure. But you know, you got people like Beasley who's still going to play. Mm-hmm. So I'm fine with it. Whatever. Anyways, I hope it's not a narrative because you know, in in all honesty, I don't know that it affected many teams last year. Like. It, Mark one, right? It, I don't. Yeah. I don't think any team, if memory serves me correct, their playoff or championship aspirations got derailed because of a player got COVID. Yeah, I don't. I can't remember anything specific either, so I don't think it was. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but this year I expect the same, unless you know something crazy happens, like another variant or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, we'll but see. I think. I think that wouldn't happen until the season was probably almost over at this point. All right. Uh, I don't want to make this a long one because, like you said, the it's gonna be. Well, maybe we always try not to. We'll start with some news and notes. Bringing it back, we're gonna go over some trades. Uh, we're gonna close it off with some power rankings, and we'll oh. probably talk about uh, some new rules. Oh, we're obviously gonna do predictions. And uh, new rules that Mark is implementing because yeah I don't know why. Anyways, anyways, <laughs> but hey, one more thing for yeah. the end for the regular podcast. Uh, you have your drops and everything still, or you oh, got, yeah. we got new ones. What are we doing? Music? No, music is still the same. No, but the new drops. Yeah, the music. By the way, Matt, fire again as yes. always. Got it every season. We need a new one from Matt. So props to Matt, spitting. Getting the FCFL stoked for the season. Uh, this one had a lot more lyrics to it. Yeah, it was like a faster rap. I it liked was. It. it was a lot. It was a lot to jam in there because it's ten years. Yeah, I liked um, it. I still have the other, like the power rankings and the predictions. That shit will remain unchanged. Um, keep it traditional. Uh, but speaking of the show, mention this in the in the chat. Um, I'm gonna do my best. To try to, you know, spit this out weekly, um, with a new baby. I told Cindy, I said, "Look, I will, uh, I will stop the Blue Jays podcast that I'm on for a while. Um, the the one thing I don't want to stop, if possible, like carve out some time for, is this podcast. Um, so uh, we may have to record a little later in the evening, if that's okay." Um, once Brenna is asleep and all we have to deal with is the new baby, um, maybe Cindy goes into labor during a recording and we can put that. <laughs> I will help you deliver a baby. Yeah. On, we can, on the podcast. We'll talk it through on the yeah. podcast. Yeah. Maybe we can have a caller. We can be like, hey, is there a doctor in the house? I'll just, no. I'll just. But, <laughs> but can we call one? <laughs> but, we, but we have Chris. So he's a yeah. scientist. So no, I can't deliver a baby. I mean, I wouldn't want. I wouldn't want to, but I would. I would definitely hold somebody's foot or hand. Yeah, to assist with the the birthing process. Well, uh, not to get too graphic, Cindy delivered Brenna standing up, so there was yeah, no, yeah. So I guess it would just be a hand. Sumo squats, bro. Do your yeah, sumo I, squats, ladies. It's natural because you know I think having a baby that way resembles a large shit. 
So yeah, that's what she said. It felt like not to get graphic. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's great though. Yeah. So it feels pretty good to take huge poops sometimes. So feels great. Probably much better than a different version. Well, and you just got to catch her mitt. And this like one, eight, right? This one's like moving. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have a big catcher's mitt. Uh, or or just like you basket your arms. Or yeah. Whatever. Anyways. Yeah, like an over-the-shoulder fade touchdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. CD Lamb style. All right, let's get into this. Uh, Michael Thomas of a damn Corsair will start the year on the IR with an ankle injury that should have been addressed in February, but here we are. The consensus is that he'll be back after the Saints buy for week seven. So that's give me my money. Yeah, six weeks of no Michael Thomas, uh, allegedly. Clyde Edwards Alaire of a damn Corsair suffered a slight ankle injury, said not to be a serious one and not to be a high ankle sprain. So looks like he dodged a bullet, but we'll see. And uh, a new a new player for the uh, damn Corsairs. Yep, we'll get to it. Uh, Chase Claypool of a damn Corsair had a scare in preseason practice with a minor ankle injury. Apparently, it looked worse than what the diagnosis revealed. Just a minor ankle sprain should be ready to start week one to get baptized by the Bills. Stefan Diggs of a damn Corsair's, uh, sorry, yeah, Stefan Diggs of a damn Corsair's sideline with a minor knee injury that is keeping him out of preseason workouts. It has been said that it, it is minor. He'll revamp up his participation within the next week. So not concerned with Stefan Diggs. Cam Akers, here's a bad one, of HiddenGemRI.com. There's some marketing. Mm. Was hyped to have a breakout season this year, but unfortunately he uh, ruptured, not tore, he ruptured his Achilles tendon and will miss the entire 2021 season his fucking Bum, killies bummer was Ex ruptured yeah it exploded yes <laughs> that's fucked little pieces of achilles just chilling. i mean that must have hurt oh yeah bad. dude yeah that's that's not good kenny galladay of quarantine will miss some time in the preseason with a hamstring injury it said that there is no concern that he'll miss any regular season time but last year he was out with various injuries so we'll see um, Nikhil Harry of Shroop Farms was spotted in a sling for his, sorry, yeah, a sling for his left arm following a preseason game, uh, I think it was Thursday, he said he'll miss four weeks at least, so, I mean, not that good. Justin Jefferson of TGFT sprained his AC joint but has been practicing on a limited basis, shouldn't be a long-term issue, and most likely will not affect his regular season status, but it is something to monitor. Alan Hearns of TGFT suffered a wrist injury and is expected to miss up to three months of action. So he'll probably be cut. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's just he's just going to get cut. Jalen Hurd of TTNK was held out of practice this week with, a, with knee tendonitis. Probably a cut candidate Ouch. again. Sammy Watkins of TTNK suffered a minor injury that is being kept on the hush-hush. Thus, the severity is up in the air, but it is Sammy Watkins who always gets hurt, so not a good sign. He's been hurt every season, right? Every single season, yes. Uh, I don't think he's played a full season of football. Nope, nope, and he has flashes, but whatever. Robbie Anderson of Wigs in a Blanket suffered a hamstring injury and kept him out 
of practice this week. Probably not a major concern, but something to keep an eye out for. Carson Wentz of Wigs in a Blanket suffered a foot injury and underwent surgery that may keep him out for the start of the season. There is a sense of optimism that he'll be able to be ready for week one, but the Colts may not want to push it. We'll see. Hunter Henry of Wigs in a Blanket suffered a shoulder injury that will keep him out of action, quote, for a couple of weeks. He might be ready for week one. Janu Smith of Wigs in a Blanket suffered a low ankle sprain last weekend, and there is, quote, no firm timetable for his recovery. However, if there is a light at the end of the tunnel, apparently it's not considered to be serious for whatever that is worth. Those are your news and notes. So news what, and notes. What is um different about this year when it comes to preseason is there is one. Yeah, we didn't have one last year, so I think that's good because yes, you will have more injuries uh in the preseason, so they'll happen, but I feel like they're inev- inevitable as a percentage. The biggest thing is I think there'll be less in-season injuries at the beginning. Because I remember like the first few weeks last year, it was pretty crazy injury-wise. And I think a lot of people were saying the same thing because there was no preseason. Right. So this actually should reduce injuries, in my opinion. You hope so. You, you hope, so. hope so. All right, let's get into some trades. We had yeah. actually less than I thought there were going to be that I was going to prepare for. It's not that many. I don't count the picks for picks trades i don't want i don't care about that yeah because well in this if it was uh if we were doing a redraft or something it would be a bigger deal but i think based on what we're doing there's uh not a i agree not a huge reason to focus on picks right swapping but if they're thrown in that changes the value of a trade so yeah i just care about the bodies so um let's let's dig right in so let's start with the first one i think i think this is chronological order so Mark and Nick made, I think this was the first trade when it comes to players being involved, um, if not the very first trade of the season, period. Mark gets Robbie Anderson, Mike Davis, a 20- twenty. it's Roby. Is it Roby? I think it's Roby. No, I think it's Robbie. I don't know. R. Anderson, Mike <laughs> Davis, a 2021, the 2021-509-709, a 2022 fifth and a and 2023 first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh. All Knicks 2023 picks in exchange for Julio Jones and Chris Carson. What do you say? So I think Nick got pretty robbed here. Yes. <laughs> um I think. Nick was just itching to make a deal and Mark saw an opportunity to really grow his picks, which is great for him. Uh, Nick is in win now mode, but I don't think he needed to sell, spend as much as he did to get a pretty aged. Like if you're, if you're making a move now, it's great to have Julio, but selling your entire future for Julio, doesn't make sense because you can't build on him. Yeah, these aren't dynasty assets that Nick is getting in return. Right, and he oversold those. Now, I some a lot of those picks like aren't super. Anything but, after the second is whatever. Yeah, but I, I just, I I just think he overpaid by kind of a lot. Um, 
so overall, I, I would go with Mark in terms of like winning the deal. Yeah. Um, but Nick wanted what he wanted. I just he probably could have taken some picks out and kept some future opportunity for himself. That's all. Mark definitely won the trade. And anytime I feel when Mark clearly wins a trade, and we say Mark definitely won this trade, he defends not winning the trade. Yeah, he basically promotes and is like, I gave him a great deal. I was helping Nick out. It's like, it's no, like, dude. Even after the fact, the trade is made. You, yeah. You don't need to make Nick feel good about this anymore. <laughs> I think that's his, like, MO. Like, he's always just like, oh, yeah, but now it looks bad on paper. And it's like, well, yeah, but Nick was willing. So, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Nick's Mark been didn't overpaid do anything nefarious things. here. Yeah, I agree. I just, uh, yeah, you gave up a lot, Nick, but uh, your team looks great. Um, so it'll be a battle of the big boys this year for sure. Like, I understand Mark is going, or other people, I shouldn't just pick on Mark. A lot of people will say, oh, I drafted so-and-so in the fourth or the fifth or the sixth, and he was great. Sure, but think of all the players that are drafted in, like, the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh rounds of a dynasty. The mm -hmm. vast majority of them don't pan out. The vast majority of them. Right. So the way I do it in my mind is, at least for, like, the first, like, three rounds— in terms of value, I feel like it's like two thirds, you know, 50 50, and then like a third. So I guess what I'm saying is, I think if you drew anybody in the first round that you take that should be in the first round has like a 66% chance of like becoming somebody worthwhile. Yeah. Then yeah. in the second round, you got your 50 50s. So even seconds are coin tosses for rookie picks and then thirds I got 33% you know what I mean fourths 25 so like as you kind of move down the map that's like how I like to think about it so even firsts aren't guaranteed no um, and there's been a few good examples Mike Williams for instance he was like the 102 or 101 like two years ago guys done nothing like he's had some catch cool catches but he's just been hurt honestly he's been hurt and he was Phillip drafted was with a back awful. he was drafted with a back issue yes and people were still taking him 102 103 it, it, you know it, so it's it's just you can have players that are impactful but even first look at the saquon barkley yeah yeah 101 clamoring people sold like so much to get this guy generational talent and he's stuck on the giants and stay in the field yeah yeah so it's like you never know i feel and like he was yeah Let's talk about what Nick got in return. Julio, I think we, we sort of touched on it. Yeah, briefly. he's an aged aged depth guy now. Yeah, and opinion. I don't know that we can rely on him playing a full season. I think it's fair to assume that there he'd miss at least one game. I think that's yeah. fair to assume at this point. He'll also have a, a, a game week, yes. a winning week, right? So, like, with Julio, you got that one game where he'll do three TDs for sure. And like 160 yards, like he'll have that game, that one game. You just gotta hope that it's a that it's a week that you need it, you know. Yes, yeah, not early in the season. Um, right. Let me ask you something. Who would you rather have? Would you rather have AJ Brown or Calvin Ridley? Uh, honestly, I don't know too much about Calvin Ridley. I think AJ Brown is like kind of a lock for a long term player. Um, so that's why I also, I think, yeah, 
It's very I think good. I would pick Calvin. I mean, uh, AJ Brown as well. And not to say that Calvin Ridley is a bad player. He certainly is great, and it'll be he'll probably finish as a WR one this year. But with Julio, he's splitting targets with yeah. AJ. So Brown. The, that's why it, the, the whole thing leans in Mark's favor here. And Derrick Henry is on the Titans as well. So. You know, yeah, a lot of a lot of mouths to feed. Exactly, and Chris Carson, the wheels are going to fall off soon. Mark sold Chris Carson at the very, very appropriate time. Yeah, he's got his uh, full value. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. all right. Um, next trade. Mark gets. This is between Mark and Bill. Mark mm-hmm. gets T. Higgins, Melvin Gordon, James Robinson, Irv Smith Jr., the twenty twenty one seven oh eight, a twenty twenty three second and third. Bill gets. Adam Thielen, Marvin Jones, T.Y. Hilton, Mike Davis. So Mike Davis that Mark just got from Nick is now going to Bill. Mm-hmm. David Johnson, Rob Gronkowski, a 2021, the 2021 509, 603, and 604. So again, those picks that Bill got, whatever. Um, the bodies, though. Bill got a yeah. lot of aging assets here. Yeah, so that's a team dump for Mark. And Bill went for depth. So it was a depth depth deal for Bill so he can maintain through the playoffs and then hopefully get lucky. Uh, it's a big package deal with Bill. Like, it's pretty classic. I feel like it, they, they happen all the time. And uh, it's like team swaps, right? right? So for me, Mark got a lot for uh, what he was paying, what he was selling, I think is good. Uh, but it does seem pretty fair uh, overall. I just, I think Bill need needed that depth but you know i always like to think of it in terms of is this going to help you win i don't know if this is going to help bill win no no i don't know but then again a lot of these assets were sold again so um holy shit we missed a lot of i think i missed a lot of other trades um i'll have to go through this again but Okay, yeah, I actually <laughs> did. So let's let's just keep going, and we can revisit those in a minute. Uh, let's talk about what Bill, uh, what Mark got. So we got T. Higgins, Melvin Gordon, who again aging asset, and Melvin Gordon, James Robinson, who is not a lock to be uh, a, the starting RB for the Jags because of um, Travis Etienne, and Irv Smith Jr., who apparently is going to have a another or a breakout tight end season with the Vikings, whatever. Uh, 2023 second and third are probably the best assets that Mark got here in terms of picks. Mm-hmm. Um, the 2021 708 is whatever. So Mark got a little bit younger here, it seems. Yeah, he, I think he got some players that he was interested in, and uh, but I think the, the picks is really what he was looking for and uh, trying to get rid of a chunk of players that he did not see on his team in the future. So I think it, it made sense for Mark to make the deal. Bill likes to trade, so... I don't know. I think for Mark's rebuild plan, this is probably a better win for him. But um, I don't think like Bill threw away anything. Do you consider any of these win now moves? No, this is what I'm saying. Like I don't think this is like a clearing. You know, yeah. it's not. Or it's not. I don't think this helps Bill win, which is kind of what I was saying earlier. Yeah. Okay. Feel you. All right. Uh, moving on. Nick and Medeiros made a trade. Um, Nick gets Joe Burrow, DeAndre Swift, a 2021, the 2021 305, and a 2022 first in exchange for 
Patrick Mahomes. I don't get the logic of this trade. I guess Nick really wanted another first and Medeiros really wanted Pat Mahomes, but Medeiros isn't in a, uh, in a position to need Pat Mahomes. Yeah, I think if he wants to try... So I like Matt's position and I do think that for in this trade, I do think Matt actually won. I, I think that with Nick... He basically was excited to make a move again, and he wanted to move Mahomes. I don't know why, because Mahomes still is going to be your your best fantasy asset right yeah. now oh, yeah. in the league. I don't know. Right now? A second, maybe? Okay. All third? Right. I'd still say it, first. Maybe a first, but like he's still it's still early on in the guy's career. We don't know what he is yet, I don't think. Uh, so, yeah, maybe a first, but it's a one QB league, so I, I still think a second. Um, in this league, you know, makes sense because you can win with Joe Burrow probably. Right. Uh, but Pat um, Mahomes, you know, definitely puts you at a competitive advantage for the position. And on, if you're on a team that doesn't have a lot of points scoring, you know, he can put up that safe 35 plus every week for you. Um, I, I mean, I loved having him and, uh, you know, I still sometimes regret trading him, but I'm happy with where my team's at. But I don't know. I think uh, I, I think Matt won this deal here. Uh, I think Nick could have definitely gotten more. I just think with the way Nick's team was structured and how strong it was at that point, this definitely made his team weaker at that point. Yeah, you don't need you didn't need to make the deal. Heads That's... up, my lights are flickering. Oh, can you see it? Yes. Yeah. I do. All right, let's keep it going. Um, <laughs> so Medeiros won that. All right. A trade between me and BDJ. BDJ gets Miles Gaskin, a 2021 508 and 511. So two fifths, whatever. Uh, a 2023 first and second. I get Clyde Edwards Alaire. Yeah. So love this trade. Um, cause it didn't. So I said this last year. I don't know why Jeff drafted him. Right. Like, I wouldn't have drafted CEH. His team doesn't need CEH. Or Should've if take... he did, flip him right away. Flip him immediately at the top of his thing. So I think it's smart for Jeff to unload him uh, because, again, he's in rebuild mode or should be trying to get out of the hole that is his team. Um, you know, and you're ready. You're, you're the best team in the league on paper, at least based on what Yahoo says, and then also just – you know, what initial looks. So to me, if it's, it's a win now move, you were in win now mode last year, you're there this year. Um, yeah, I think it was a great, great even move. Uh, he might have been able to squeeze more out of you, but um, yeah, it was good. Yeah, I needed the running back depth. Miles um, Gaskin may be something, but I feel like at the end of the day, he's just going to be a jag anyway, like just a guy. Um I think Clyde Edwards Lair has the entire backfield to himself, basically. And he's on a high powered offense. He probably yeah, won't it, get a lot of As long as they work. feature him. That's yes. the thing. So yes. like if it's Mahomes week, you know, then you know, he's not gonna get a lot of looks. But that offense, they're just trying to they're gonna try to win again, right? So it's good they're gonna go back and it's probably gonna be the Brady Mahomes show again this year. We'll see. Uh Mark and Nick made a trade. So Mark gets DeAndre Swift, a 2021 305 and a 2022 first 
that Nick got from Medeiros for Pat Mahomes. Nick gets Aaron Jones, A.J. Green, and two late 2021 picks, the 607 and the 708. Again, I don't get this deal. I think it's a win-now move for Nick. A.J. Green is garbage. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah. like, why why try to get him? I don't know. I, don't, I just don't understand the move. Like, he didn't need... He, he didn't need to do that. He wanted Aaron Jones, who finished as, I think, the top running back in the league last year. Um, but no running back really finishes as the No, oh, I think he wasn't. He was, like, a sixth. No, I, did he finish as the RB1 last year? I thought he did. No, I don't think he did. I'll check that out. But it was like he was definitely a uh, like a top five, I think. But he was towards the, he was not the the one. He did he had seventeen hundred yards. I I think I remember that. So he had a lot of yards. Oh oh, uh, I just don't think I think it was a yardage thing, not a touchdown thing. Gotcha. And that that was a lot of people what they were saying. So he's like a, a first down, second down guy, but not scoring a lot. Maybe I don't know. All players, position, running back. Uh, do we have last last season total? Uh yeah, he was one, two, three, four. He was the RB five. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. yeah. Okay, sure, but I just with the upside of DeAndre Swift, and he's young. Like after this year, and especially if Aaron Rodgers goes somewhere else, Aaron Jones is going to be nothing. So this is again another not nothing. I shouldn't say that, but he's not going to be as valuable as he is this year. So it's clearly uh, a win now move. Yes. And but also I do think he just kind of I just I think his team is worse now and I don't think you needed to do that I think and now he gave up a little bit of the future too so it's hard to stay at the top for for a long time um, I don't know he might end up regretting this I think Mark uh, Mark got what he wanted in this deal okay um, so there are quite a bit of trades that I didn't include so we'll just have to rapid fire oh them. no yeah all right uh, I traded. Russell Gage to Pagano for Matthew Stafford. Uh, who's Russell Gage? I Russell honestly Gage don't know. is the wide receiver two for Atlanta. Uh, Stafford's, you know, what QB fifteen? Uh, he finished. Finished. I think. I still want to say he was a QB one last year, but I could be wrong. Really, he really didn't have anyone He's to throw to. Top twelve. I don't know if he did. He he usually finishes as a fringe. QB1, QB2. Is this your backup QB? Yes. Yeah, Josh so Allen is I, my number one. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, I think you are – it was a good move for you to position it that way. Um, but I don't – it, it really was. A, seems like a trade that you needed to do. I did because I didn't have an adequate backup quarterback. Right. I have just Teddy, and he might not even be the guy. I don't even know if he's going to play much longer. Well, we'll see. Uh, here's a loaded one, so forgive me. Uh, this is between Bill and Pagano. Pagano gets Gronk, Rashard Higgins, Kenyon Drake. Bill gets Darrington Evans, Gerald Everett, and Kendrick Bourne. Seems like just a whatever trade. Yeah, I mean, Drake is like, you know, one of the names on the list that you, your ears might perk up at. Um, but, you know, kind of like a bench in depth swap here right am i reading that right yeah basically yeah yeah um bill and medeiros made a trade bill got a if i'm reading this correctly according to yahoo
Bill got a round four pick in exchange for Adam Thielen, Dan Arnold, and Cole Beasley. That can't be right. Uh, I don't think it is. There, there's got to be more to that. Yeah, I don't know that Mark updated the doc with all these trades. So, whatever. Uh oh, maybe yeah. the commission's behind. So here we go. Bill and BDJ made a trade. Bill got Jerry Judy and Tyler Higby in exchange for Naheem Hines and Mike Davis and a round one pick. Okay, so this is Jeff repeating, in my opinion, Jeff knows a lot more about sports than I do, but this feels like Jeff repeating his past all over again. Let me get a very exciting young person and give up somebody who's just now starting to produce and be something. Yeah, why would you trade away Jerry Judy? I thought he was building his wide receiver core around Judy, and now he just traded him for Hines. Yeah, and Mike Davis. yeah, so but like those guys, so like Hines was a rookie last year, right? No, no, I think he was rookie two years ago. Two, two years ago, but yeah. he's, I don't understand. Does he feel like that's a better base? I just feel like Judy is like the right age and it was a, a great wide receiver to start building your team around. And he then you just got, yeah, and you just got rid of him. He was a rookie last year. Yes, and he has Cortland Sutton. So he he had the entire Denver receiving core, basically. Yeah. Maybe and maybe you could have gotten rid of somebody else. I don't know. I just between the two of them, he he. You probably don't want two players of the, like on the one two on the same team, right? Ideally, but I don't know. It's the it round you... one pick, dude. That's yeah, yeah. But yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Um, I think Bill wins this. And what's funny is Bill traded Jerry Judy to um, BDJ last year. Yeah, I think I remember that. And I was like, this is a good, and I think I remember saying, this is a good good trade for Jeff. Yeah. Because Judy's going to be good for him for the long term. Trying to get younger, trying to look for, you know, someone to build around. Yeah, weird. Between you and me, Alan Lazard and Austin Hooper. I just needed the tight end depth. Uh, yeah. In a round five pick, you got. Right. So I was just like, a late pick, I don't need Hooper. Because of my what I knew I was you did at the draft, yeah. So I was uh, I was good. Yeah, I think it's just a whatever trade. Um, uh, sorry, Bill and Medeiros. Medeiros got Kendrick Bourne, a round four and a round five pick. That's a lot of these things just aren't full. I'm looking on Yahoo. So again, update the doc. Um, Sammy Watkins goes to sorry. So BDJ and Mark made a trade. Sammy Watkins, Damian Williams, and the Carolina defense to BDJ. Mark gets Brian Edwards, Daryl Henderson, and the Miami defense. Bear in mind this happened before Cam Akers went down. Yeah, which is Daryl Henderson is now the starting running back for the Rams. Hmm. So again, yeah, I don't know. I don't Whenever know why... defenses are in a deal, I don't, I don't. I'm kind of like, why are we swapping defenses? Yeah. Like, do you yeah. really think it's going to be that big of a difference? I don't know. I, defenses are one of those things where it's like they change year to year, but they're usually consistent for chunks. But I feel like once you have a, a coordinator or a team that you like, you should probably stick with them. I don't know. I, I just don't, don't know understand why Mark straight. is. I'm sorry, BDJ is taking on Sammy Watkins. Yeah, like, why are you taking on an injury-prone old player? Like, for what? What is the purpose? 
Is you think he's going to be worth more later, Jeff? I, I don't know. I'm not judging the, the – well, maybe I am a little bit. I just – I don't understand the reasoning for the move, but I guess he doesn't have to explain it to us. Again, this seems like an incomplete trade. I'm sure draft picks were involved. They're just not on Yahoo. Uh, right. Pagano gets Travis Fulgham, Kalen Balaj, and the Baltimore defense, and Bill gets the New Orleans defense. Please include any of the picks that we can't see here because I just yeah. – I'm not seeing them. That trade, um, yeah, that trade doesn't make any sense to me either. So. No, no. Um, it's sure, it, it's building depth for, I'm sure a pick or something was involved here, but in terms of just bodies, uh, Pagano just building depth, I guess. Yeah, and Bill wanted a defense that bad? I don't I, know. I don't know. Okay, uh, as far as I know, those are all the trades, so uh, we can get in some good stuff. We can do some... Uh, some power rankings if you want. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, let's do it. I was reading the chat. Power rankings, bitch. It's been a while. Woo! Okay. You did not pull out any of your power rankings, I assume, right? No, because I didn't know we were doing that. Okay. That was my bad. I'm ready for the other stuff. All right. But let's go. I'll list my 12 all the way to one. Sound good? Yeah, let's do it. All right. At 12, and bear in mind, this is not knowing the deal when it comes to full rosters. A lot of people haven't picked up the players that they drafted. I think we have two days to do that. Um, So as of today, my number 12, my dead last without fail is bdj yeah and we were kind of saying that pre-pod as well i I think jeff i don't think he's made any moves again to build his team stronger so we'll see if he can make some wins but you know i'm i'm competing with him usually for last place or i have been the past couple seasons so i'm expecting to to start to separate from him and show him how to rebuild the team properly (laughs) it's funny you say that because at 11 i have you that's right baby um, I think I'll uh, see some improvement this year uh, if some of the rookies hit. hit. Uh, I had some great first-round picks, so we'll see. I agree. I think you're you're building correctly. Um, we'll see where it turns to. At 10, I have Rob. Yeah, Rob's been sitting here for a couple seasons now. Um, he, he's struggling to get out of the, the middle of the pack and season starting... You know, he didn't have really any picks. So we'll see what his team can do this year. It should be the same. Yeah. I think his biggest mistake was sending me that trade for CD Lamb last year. (laughs) Yeah. He's eating it. Nine, I have Evan, who's in this weird state of purgatory. Um, I don't see him getting out of it. So I have Same same as Rob. my, My goal is to like to beat Rob and Evan, you know? Uh, to start like moving back up into potential playoff discussions. Gotcha. Definitely bottom half, so I agree. Eight, I have Medeiros, who incrementally makes improvements with this team, but it's not enough, I feel, to make significant pushes. Yeah, he needs to get lucky, and someone needs to have... So grabbing Mahomes now puts him in... He can have some weeks where he can win a few more games. So let's say if he did, if he won, what, five games last year? Like, he could probably win 5-6 this yeah. year. 
I'm thinking the so same. if he wins six he probably won't make playoffs but he needs to start getting some some solid performers outside of just like some of the elite guys he has and sell Saquon while you still can that's my <laughs> advice um, seven I have Morel Morel's just at the cusp of a playoff spot I feel yeah I think he had a couple of down seasons he might be able to start building back um, I don't remember how many picks he had but I think he was able to have a, a, a couple this year some new rookies uh, so we'll see how they do Bill is my number six yeah I never know with Bill right uh, I, I definitely think he's in the top half though I agree with you I, I could probably see him a little higher but six is probably a good spot to, to for way too early yeah i i was struggling to do my five and six i gave mark the edge at five yeah i think mark is definitely going to make playoffs still um but that could definitely change as well uh, i think he'll be competing for to eke himself in which will be interesting since he basically demolished his team right um, he still has some quality assets. I'm not taking anything away from that. But no way. He's high 90s. I mean, he's still yeah, competing. He's Pagano is my four. Yeah, I just think he'll he'll take another step forward. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see. He had a, dra- a, a draft some rookies as well, right? Yep. Uh, yeah, but I had I think I had one of his first round picks, and I ended up flipping it to you. I think so. Pagano, I don't think picked in the first round this year. If memory serves me correct, I could be wrong. Well, um, we're gonna look at the draft. Sure. Uh, Rich is my three. Yep, Rich is still a strong performer, uh, and uh, you know, having having his team of elites, you know, is still gonna compete and uh, any given Sunday, right? One and two, not in that order. It to me, it's toss up. I don't give myself a lot of credit on the show usually. I'm usually the first person to doubt my team. Fuck that. I think I'm the one. I think Nick is the two. Yeah, I'll definitely put you at the one. I think you and Nick are going to have quite a battle this year. Um, I think the gap between you and Nick's team ahead of like everybody else is yes. significant. Yes. So, pet, barring injuries... Um, are you guys in the same division? Division? That's a good question. Let me check it out. Because that's so. huge if you are. Um, I think so. Uh, uh, yes, we are. Oh, boy. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's going to be a tough division for anyone else. <laughs> yep. yep. It's, uh, so in that division is myself, Nick, Rob, you, Medeiros, Bill. Yeah, so like really, Bill is your only kind of viable competition out of all of that. Yes. So you guys have a very easy division. Um, yeah, it's just to be interesting because the you know the court the quarters may be you guys, but since we reseed, you could technically um, could you technically play each other in a Super Bowl? No, because you would. I don't think you so. would. Yeah, I don't think so either. Yep. Um, huh. Look. I, I don't want to put it out there that I think my team is extraordinarily better than the Knicks. But the last year, I did make a push, right? In the beginning of the year, I was basically selling my team and looking towards a rebuild. But when you made your team available, that's when the floodgates opened up because I had all this fucking pick capital that I utilized yeah. to get CMC. Uh, right. I got Michael Thomas from, from Bill. 
I got Chase Claypool from you. I got C.D. Lamb from from Rob. So I was, and I got Robert Woods from you. I was able to significantly build my team. Um, Josh Allen from uh, I think Medeiros. Um, so even though I was still making a push for mm-hmm. last season, I always knew next season my my team's going to be sick. Yeah. And, well, that makes it even better is that you're like, oh, this is what I'm trying to find the draft. There we go. Uh, and that's even better because I do think that you will, um, yeah, continue to take that step if you don't sell off. Right. Now, you don't have a lot of future picks, but I don't have at this really level, any, you can yeah. be competitive, I still think, for a while. Right. Um, so I think I, I think it's going to come down to that, myself and, and Nick. And look, we talk about the teams that are on the bottom the the robs and the evans and and shit like that i want to i i made this observation and i think we touched on it last season i don't know that we talk about it enough but it's worth repeating if you're not trading you're not going to win it's impossible to move yeah so i don't get the hesitancy and the stubbornness of not trading like, People just think they're getting fucked most times, but the problem is in this league, you might be. <laughs> no, I get it, but, you know. Do the research and figure out how you can make yeah, a deal with people. You got to take the risk. Yeah. If you don't, and that's sort of where I came from, is there are some trades you, like when I blew up my team early last season uh, over the summer, it was kind of like once I knew the draft capital I could get, I was like, okay, let me try this now because I, even though I probably had another year of competition, I, I won. So I felt good about like, okay, let me try to restart so I can try to get another one in a couple of years. You know, that's because yeah. since I didn't repeat or it wasn't close to doing that, I kind of was just like, all right, let me see what else we can get. You're just not going to win. So yeah, you know, even, <laughs> even this year, Evan got the one one Mm-hmm. He, we're going to talk about it. He got Najee Harris. He should be traded. Yeah, it depends. So having, um, just to double check, he's the running back, right? He's the best running back available. Yeah, yeah He'll be yeah. a three-down so, back so, for Pittsburgh. Yeah, so for me, like I said, I would not have gone with a running back when you're trying to build. It, it just doesn't make sense to me because they had their shelf life is short. So say he has a... Uh, you know, his second best career season this year and his best seasons like in the next two, three years. Right. Why do you want that now? It's not going to help you because you're still even if you you're you're not you may not even make playoffs. He definitely won't make playoffs. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. So it doesn't make sense to me. But people like the name. People like the cachet. People like having the one one. I just I would have probably gotten something more long term. So maybe I would have taken Trevor Lawrence at that point. To yes. be like, yes. this is my centerpiece, and then you stick with Trevor, you know, assuming he pans out to be the guy um, in Jacksonville. So, yeah. So, just my advice, you know, managers like, especially Evan, who definitely doesn't listen to this, and he, and if he does, you know, you should be trading. Uh, Morell, um, Rob does trade. I can't say that he doesn't. Medeiros does trade. Bill, uh, BDJ does trade, but. I just think some of those trades are ill-advised. I, I think they, the, and I'm not trying to be insulting here, the leap from redraft to dynasty, that gap, they're not filling it, right? They're yeah. not, they're, they, we know we're in a dynasty league, but 
I think the the near term is more attractive when it comes to a redraft, whereas for yeah. dynasty plays, you're you're playing long term, right? So you're you should be flipping Najee Harris Evan for as many twenty twenty two and twenty three picks you can get. Yeah. That's... I, I, I agree because you need to you need people to build your team that are young and you got to hit on a few of them to build because a because a re once you read yeah in a startup or a redraft like you're getting vets as well but a lot of people are not going to sell pr- vets in their prime in a dynasty league they just unless you're happen. not in it unless you're and then but then you're selling it for tons of draft capital yes. so it's a yes. super trade off yes. it's hard to get people in their prime like that so. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. All right, let's go over the draft. Uh, I only want to yeah. do the first round. Um, yeah, let's do it because I have so many picks in the first round. So you I have an had <laughs> one, two, three, four, five picks in the first yeah. round. Yeah. So we already touched on this. Evan with the 101 pick, Najee Harris. Obviously, to me, he is the 101 if you're competing. Typically, if you're competing, you don't have the 101. Sometimes you do. Most of the times you don't. Um, Evan... I don't think this was a good pick for you. I don't think this is a guy that's going to... I mean, he'll help your team, but he'll help your team in the consolation bracket. Um, he should have been sold. I think a guy like Kyle Pitts, uh, Jamar Chase, or Trevor Lawrence would have been a better pick at the 101 for your mm-hmm. team. Uh, yes. But Najee Harris, I guess, is the guy. Um, yeah. any, so, any of those three, I think, would have been more suited for his need. I agree. Um, so, and I would Najee Harris. I would, yeah. <laughs> Trade him. Uh, yeah. Going into the second, for me, I was kind of like, you know, I, I wanted Pitts, uh, and I, but I, you know, in, in a couple other leagues, I was like, maybe I can get him because I, I also wanted to get Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I was also looking at Chase. So any one of those is an acceptable, but to have an elite tight end or even a chance at one, and, I, you know, for me, I'm looking at kind of Gronk slash um, Gonzalez. Yeah, so like career length, mm-hmm. uh, I would love to see that. You know, those guys were both in their prime for ten plus years. Um, so you know, you're looking for another one of those because it looks like uh, Kittle might end up being that. You know, so and uh, I'm sorry, who's the other guy from Arizona? No, you're thinking Kelsey from KC. Kelsey. Yes. No, Kittle and Kelsey though. Kittle's killing it, I thought. And then you got the guy from Houston um, as well, just coming in. I just overall, I think that a tight end is a rare piece to have an elite one. So uh, that's why I thought it was worth the 102. I don't disagree. I I think it's a good pick. Finding an elite tight end is one of the hardest things to do. And there's so few and far between. There are so many elite quarterbacks. There are so many elite wide receivers. Well, I wouldn't say so many elite quarterbacks. There's at least 12. Well, do you consider that elite? I, I think it's more like you got the top three, four. And then you got a gap, you know, so it's like tiers within the tier. I don't think the gap between four to 12 is nearly as steep for quarterback compared to tight end. You do the top three tight ends and then that yeah. four to 12 drop off. They're basically the same. Yeah. Okay. Fair, fair. So the gap, you're saying the gap in that topper tier is bigger for, oh, yeah. for tight ends as it is QBs. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm with you. Um, Next, Jeff picked Trevor Lawrence. I don't necessarily have a problem with this pick. Oh, great pick! I would have. I was like I said. I was deciding on that. It, this top, these top, the, If you have like a top four pick here, you're getting one of these guys, and I think they're the choices you have to go with. Anybody building, I think it's good. Bill 
found his way into round one three times. <laughs> Fucking yeah. Bill. Yeah. Jamar Chase at the 104. Great pick. Yeah. It, the problem with Bill is he won't keep him. You know, he'll probably sell him. But maybe he won't. So we'll see. I think it's I think it's one of those things where if Bill can figure out how to like exercise patience and watch him develop and hopefully he turns into what he should be, um, Bill's going to have a nice cornerstone piece here. Bill is not is anything but patient when it comes to dynasty. Uh, uh, Javante Williams, uh, running back for Denver, Bill picked at the 105. Again, not crazy about it, but given Bill's position, how he is a fringe playoff team as of right now on paper, I don't ha- have nearly as much of a problem with it as I did Evan taking Najee Harris at the 101. Yeah, and also Bill having Judy, I think it's good to like lean in more now into that offense, so I think it's a good grab for his team. Morell with Devonta Smith, uh, I want to say wide receiver for Philadelphia. Sure, mm. no problems there. It's fine. Yeah, as you get out of this outside like elite picks, I think it makes sense for team building. You take your best available here cuz you know, going with what I was saying, these first round guys, you got better chance that the, these players pan out that won't. So seems like a logical pick. You get the next three. So why don't you run them down? Yeah. So the next three, I went still best available. My focus is on wide receivers or longer term players. Uh, so grabbing uh, Waddle and Bateman, who apparently are both hurt or working through some injuries, <laughs> which is fine. You know, it's rookie season. So like these these kids are coming out of school and trying to figure it out. But, you know, they seem like the next best wide receivers for me uh, for a potential long term outlook. Um, Bateman. Yeah, he's with Miller, but maybe he grows Waddle. Um, I mean, depending on who the QB is there. Uh, that could make his career better earlier on. So we'll we'll see. Why wouldn't For it me, be Tua? Of course it's going to be Tua. Yeah, I know, I know. But like they were thinking, you know, just going off of what Nick is saying, it's like maybe Tua's not the guy. Maybe we're moving on. You maybe know, get that. Gotcha. Yeah. It, yeah. So I think just seeing, um, yeah, right, because he was into Watson as well. So I, if it's Watson, I don't know. I do trust Tua, but he needs to develop. So I think it makes sense for. Um, yeah, I think it's just we'll see how they end up doing in Miami. Uh, my reach, obviously, was for Mac Jones. It's my homer pick. This guy should not go in the first round, especially in a QB league. It's probably a whole round. If it was anywhere else, I think Mac Jones is going in, like, the fourth. <laughs> you don't think he would have fell to you at the 111? Not in this league. You think Rich would have taken him? So I didn't want to take the chance. Gotcha. Right, because there's one more pick, so I was just like, let me grab him now. Um, and Rich did grab a QB, so it, I think it he ended up working out for you. Because if you would have taken Elijah Moore at the what is it, the 109, you yep. got him anyway at the 111. Yeah, so it's pretty cool because he did clearly want a QB, so I think he would have taken Jones. Yeah, um, he took the next best QB off the who was you know technically drafted capital better than Mac Jones, uh, but getting more for me. I hate the Jets system, but again, getting another player who potentially has some long-term value, um, I needed to do as much of that as possible to try to rebuild the team because maybe all of these guys hit, and then I got a nice nice wide receiver core to build with. Yeah, I think Mac Jones, given obviously Trevor Lawrence was going to be the first quarterback off the board, I don't know. If you're going just straight-up talent, I would have gone fields over Jones. Yes, but um, I'm not. 
I understand you went for the Homer pick. I get yeah, it. Yeah, I, I went for the Homer pick because I, I love the idea of having Jones for his career if it pans out here in New England and having the Pats defense, like half my team's offense, or at least the majority of what I care about, is is the home team. And I think, you know, he if he turns out to be a good NFL QB, hopefully he also turns out to be a good um, des- dynasty QB. Yeah. That's all, all I can hope for. Uh, as long as Belichick is there, you know, sometimes I think he's losing his marbles. I think he'll potentially have a good um, season because uh, I think he'll be on the field later in the, this year. Rich, as we mentioned, when Justin Fields, no problem with that pick at all. Um, don't necessarily think he had to build much in terms of uh, positional player depth. So mm-hmm. uh, having a quarterback there um, and him not picking again until the 210 uh, was good. And then you, as mentioned, got Elijah Moore. We already touched on that. Bill with the 112 got Travis Etienne. Again, mm-hmm. don't have a problem with him taking a, a running back as he is or made himself to be a fringe yeah. playoff team. So um, he traded away James Robinson, who I guess the understanding is to start the season, it's going to be James Robinson, probably like a 60-40 uh, time split with Etienne. But I guess as the season pr- uh, progresses, which is where Bill will need Travis Etienne. Mm -hmm. Etienne will take over a larger role and James Robinson will probably be the, uh, the backup running back for the Jags. We'll see. Yeah. And, uh, but I think making more uh, going for the younger players, I think for him, as far as RBs go, I think it's always a smart move. Um, I think anytime, as long as you're not early in your build is a good time. If you're trying to win games, running backs are, are the way to go. You ready to do, uh, Week one? No, but <laughs> do it. I... Tough. You Alright. Just to refresh your memory. We have... I'm looking at the lineup. That's alright. Matchup of the week. Who the fuck cares? Matchup of the week. Biggest blowout of the week. Let me start with this one. Myself versus Pagano. Again, I do not like to give my team a lot of credit. Typically on the show, historically, everyone's bitching to me about, you always think your team's going to lose. Oh, defense mechanism. This is my biggest blowout of the week. Myself crushing Pagano. Yeah, I think it'll be uh, a pretty big battle. Uh, Maybe not as big as you say, but the gap is projected to be pretty intensive. Uh, so I guess I'd agree with you. I guess I'd agree with you. The other option is that my team kicks ass and I destroy Jeff, but that probably is just me being overconfident. Let's talk about that one. That's my who the fuck cares. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, nobody cares. Uh, you know, the second to last team and the last place team early in the season, pretty meaningless. So, uh, I guess, yes, so far I'm, I line, I'm lined up. I think. Matt and Matt, their throwdown might be not as important, but then again, they're vying for that mid-tier spot. So, right, yep, right. I agree. Um, we no forgot one cares to, about me. You forgot to give your pick for uh, myself versus Pagano. Versus yeah, I'm going to go with you. I agree. Uh, okay. I'll pick you. Yep. And yourself versus BDJ, I have you. I also have me against BDJ. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, Mark versus Bill. This was close to being my matchup of the week. I'm not picking it as my matchup of the week. This is the Super Bowl rematch. 
I think the outcome's going to be the same. I have Mark. Uh, I'm going to go build this one. All right. Oh, by the way, you and I tied evenly last year on our on our predictions. 59 Ooh. apiece. Wow, look at that. So, right to the end. Um, Rob versus Evan. This was another one that was close to my who the fuck cares matchup of the week, but I decided to to give that to you and Jeff. Who do you think is going to take Rob versus Evan? Evenly matched, um, according to Yahoo, uh, since they have their... I'm looking at the... I'm going to go... I got to go Rob here. I don't trust starting rookie QBs. Okay. <laughs> Uh, and he has Zach Wilson starting. I just, I, that seems bad, but, um, you know, depending on the day that Hill has, uh, it could, you know, he could pull that out. Um, but Rob's team is, you know, has some good, strong players as well. But yeah, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to go with Rob. Interesting. Cause I'm going Evan. I'm, I'm okay. going to go Evan on this one. So we need some disparity anyways. Uh, yeah. Morel versus Medeiros. Again, we discussed close to being my who the fuck cares, yeah. but whatever. And, and again, just for me, though, for that, the rookie QB starting is why I'm going with Rob here. Gotcha. All right. Morel versus Medeiros. What do you got? Uh, uh, I guess I got to go Morel. Okay. Uh, we'll see how their teams. He didn't really set his lineup, so it's like kind of hard to look, but um. Matt having Mahomes, that's going to put up some some real points. But I think, you know what? I'm going to go. I'm going to go Morel because yep. I think Mahomes has a big first game. So you want to go Medeiros then? I'm going to go Medeiros. Yep. Medeiros. Okay, so I'm going Morel. So this this is good. Um, and lastly, my matchup of the week. Um, Rich versus Nick. This Mark. Yeah, I agree. It, this could be the Super Bowl. This could um, be the Super Bowl for sure. I think not, it's matchup of the week because they're they're that top three group. Yes, yes. You know, and you got two people playing it out. So if you were playing either of these two, it would be this. It would also be the matchup of the week. So yes. those are the three to watch. I'm going Rich. Uh, let me look. Did they set? Yeah, they did. Um, tinker, tinker, Nick. Tinker, tinker, tinker. Yeah, I see that he's benching Tua. He of course might. he's going to bench Tua. He got Burrow. Yeah. I don't know Dallas's defense. I, I think... Dallas is going to have a terrible defense. Yeah, so I Brady might have a big first game. Yeah, I, I'm going to go... I'm going to go Rich. There you go. All right. Sorry, Nick. It's It's... I wouldn't be surprised either way. I just have to make a pick here. And we do. Have, it, we're trying to make good radio, good I'm potting. Tr- yeah, I'm trying to force Nick to keep digging himself lower and lower, so I can. <laughs> no, I just want him to talk more shit. I just need that voodoo for him to be uh, <laughs> as low as possible. There so we go. try to create some uh, men- mental game, mental separation. Game. Yeah, that's all it is. All right. Wow. We'll uh, we'll kill this with some uh some commish rule changes and then we'll we'll get out of here yeah. um let's talk about what mark wants to do um anti-tanking rules um he's so traditionally i think for the past year or two the rule was you have to start a player with at least one projected point mark is changing that now to three 
you have to have at least three projected points to start. Mm-hmm. I wasn't paying attention. What? <laughs> I was in the chat. <laughs> Traditionally, you have to start a player with at least one projected yes, point. Yes, but now we're now just it's switching three. to three points. Yes. Yeah, so I think uh, I think it's a good good move. He went back. Mark is extreme in a lot of ways, so he went back and he did the average output from all players, yes. I guess, Yes. Uh, which was three. So at that point, he figures, well, that should be the minimum. So I think it makes sense to force teams to set a lineup. Um, Mark's very anti-tanking. I, I think just like the real NFL, tanking is a viable strategy. Uh, so it's just how he wants to run the league, and I think that's very fair. And also, if you set all your players with a three or a one, there's not much of a difference. No, not at all. The outcome so, so, yeah, basically, if you're trying to lose, even setting your players at threes, you're you're going to lose, most likely, if you're trying, uh, unless your team is that good. I agree. Um, I don't think this is going to change much, but whatever. Yeah, but it, I think it makes Mark sleep better at night. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, whatever he needs to do to do that. Roster cuts <laughs> are in, uh, I guess, a week more than that, I don't know. September fifth, right? September fifth. Yeah, so, I said the same thing. That's the Sunday, so I did the same thing in my league. So in the FCFL, uh, cuts of the fifth, which is the Sunday before um, game one. So um, I think game one's on a Thursday night game. That's the opener. It is. Yes. Uh, so yeah. So then, um, yeah, make your make your cuts, make your changes. It's uh, football time, baby. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, we so. Uh, teams will remain locked until the start of week two. So no, the ability to pick up free agents won't happen until after week one, um, Tuesday. This is the fairest way to do this. Um, it avoids, you know, headaches and confusion and, oh, cause Mark had just to do like a countdown, like waivers opening and a lot of people work, a lot of people have families and kids. So like, this is just the fair way to do it. Yes. You want to. You you draft and then you gotta spend money to pick up anybody else after that draft. You roll with who you got. If you have an illegal team that can't have a lineup, that's a special situation. But since we're full dynasty, chances are you have a backup at every position at least. Correct. Long. All right. Um. There's more. Of course, there's more because it's Mark. There's um, more. He wanted to know if we have any. You just laid it out. Input on blocking and unblocking. I don't care either way. Doesn't matter to me when we do it. It's just last year he did it early he he gave the ability for people to pick up free agents early yeah i that's what i mean just let it go through the yahoo system if we were truly year round um maybe that would be different but i i just think this is the most fair way to do it and since we carry over our uh we carry over our our uh fun money what do we call it your your value for picking up on waivers fab your your fab budget um you you know it's it's if you've saved it you should be rewarded for that and if not you're getting screwed you know at the beginning of the season because maybe you have to like work a double shift or something you know i just think it's unfair to do that so uh i think this makes sense i think mark made it a little bit more fair um the people that cry are the same people who have a lot of free time to be available. Okay. I agree. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Mark added at, well, 
another week was added to the regular season. So playoffs are going to run through weeks 15, 16, and 17. 17 will be the Super Bowl this year. Um, 14, week 14 is now a regular season game. Yeah. Extending the season, you know, to me, just makes it more challenging. More opportunity, one more week of games, more opportunity for um, a one longer week of buys, right? And then mm-hmm. um, more opportunity for injuries. So it definitely makes it more challenging, uh, that's for sure. But uh, we're following in the NFL's footsteps. Keeping the IR, IR spot at 10. So I guess this was expanded last year because of COVID. Um, this is cool. This is a lot of IR spots. I don't see anybody filling it up all 10. And if you are, that's a shitty season for you. Out of your control, of course. But wow. I I think in Dynasty, you should have the most flexibility as possible with some some exceptions. Roster limits help you control hoarding. Uh, Right. Mark does have roster limits. I think that becomes more challenging in leagues with larger starting lineups. In our league, we don't. In this league, you don't have that. So I think it's a good, good, you know, kind of control yeah. to have in place. Um, lastly, he wanted to do an FCL, FCFL Survivor. Um, I guess it's going to be like regular Survivor, where you pick a team and you can't pick them again um, throughout the course of the year. I don't know what the buy-in is going to be. I don't know if it's like a dollar or something, whatever. But just to add some – we do it anyway. You and I do it anyway on the show. We pick a, a team um, for the matchups and stuff or whatever. The The biggest blowout of the week, I guess, would be our survivor um, because that's the team we're most confident in winning. Unless you use that team. Yeah, twice. But I just think this is going to be a fun dynamic for the league. I'm for it depending on the price. I don't see this being a lot. Maybe it's 10 bucks. I don't know. Um, it's just another dynamic to expand the FCFL fun house. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's a good idea. Whether or not he has it set up is a different story. I know he'd like to, but I just don't know what the availability of his time is like. So, um, Yeah, I, I don't think there'll be as much participation. As I agree. Thinks. Maybe yes. I'd be wrong. So yes. that's the thing is, like, you'll have, like, three people, like, do it, and that might be it. Um, you know, I'm on the fence about it. I think it's cool. I like the idea of expanding the FCFL like brand within the league and we want to like have more interaction with it. I think he Uh, wants to open it up to people outside the league, but I mean, (laughs) it's, it's a cool idea. It's just like, for instance, my wife doesn't give a fuck. (laughs) Yeah. No, no, no. I don't think anybody's following us that, that closely. It's like, we have people in Ireland listening. Yeah, I know we're worldwide in Canada worldwide international. Yeah. I'm on the fence about it. I'll I'll participate if uh, if it happens. I'll throw down ten bucks. Exactly. It's not a money thing. It's really just like, uh, is it going to be exciting? Yeah, we can make it exciting. Yeah, yeah. We'll 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 add it as a segment to the pod. There we go. All right. <laughs> that being said, and, uh, I don't know if you have anything else you would like to add. I have to poop. All right. So we're we we banged out a little bit more than an hour. And I told you. I said we always we yeah we got the content, bro. We're back. I'm so excited. Pre pre post pandemic, you know, we're going into a different kind of pandemic now, but we're still in one. 
Uh, but hopefully we get to have football to give us some normalcy in our lives. We should. If we got football during the height of the pandemic, we'll have football towards the oh, tail end. Oh, we will. Yeah, I guess I said that more cryptically than you. I got you. Um, again, I'm going to do my best to have this show on a weekly basis. It might be sporadic. We may miss a couple of weeks here and there. I don't know. I'm going to try my best, um, depending on when my child is born. Uh, but other than that, hope everyone has a good you know, rest of summer. We'll have a show hopefully after week one. Just want to put this out there. Not trying to bring up shit. Nick, you're in our thoughts. That's all I'm going to say about it. You're in our thoughts. Yeah. Um, so that being said, enjoy the rest of your summer. Week one's upon us. Everyone, good luck. Peace. See ya.